SportsRadioDetroit.com. He showed us the money while taking us to the danger zone, but was it enough? Or is loving Tom Cruise mission impossible? Next on Over Under Fair. Okay, so here we are. Uh, we'll call this episode zero. Welcome to Over Under Fair, the <clears throat> final word in pop culture relevance. My name is Dave. Uh, Dave Roldan. We use my full name. I'm not scared. Come at me, internet. Uh, I got a couple of people here with me. Over to my right, the uh, illustrious Jason Pinkham. Hey, buddy. How are you? You're not living up to your name. I like, the, uh, I like the use of the phrase episode zero in case it sucks. We can delete it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It's like Star Trek's episode zero. That was the going thought, yeah. Okay. And then over to my left, if she doesn't mind her full name, Lacey McGraw. Hello. Hey. She's a lot more illustrious uh, than me. Yeah, I should switch your your adjectives. Yeah, what the hell? And then uh, over here behind the monitor, the brown mound of sound, Roger Castillo. (laughs) Actually, that's probably my best nickname. I have my favorite nickname. That should be your first the, 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 the podcast father or whatever Jason came up with. The podfather. I, the yeah. podfather, but I like uh, I like Dave's better. That's okay. You can you go by many names. You're a man of many talents. You should go by many names. International man of mystery. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, something of an international man of mystery, so we've convened today to record. I can't say it's wholly my idea. It's pulled from the ether of other people's uh, continuing discussions of, you know, actors and movies and music and pop culture things. So... We all share, I think, a pretty similar love of all things pop culturally related. We love movies, we love music, we love all that kind of performance nonsense, and we uh, we also love discussing it. And more to the point, we kind of like arguing about it. <clears throat> so I thought, you know, why not get everybody together in a room and uh, try to hash that out? You know what I mean? You guys up for that? I'm down. Anytime. Excellent. Um, I chose this because I think it's important... I know there's a glut of shows of this kind of nature where we're just everybody sitting around at a table and talking about whether or not something is good, and that's fair, and I understand that. But I thought, why not add onto that pile with takes that are, you know, exclusively kind of ours? There are opinions. They're not. We're not going to try to kowtow to anybody or try to drag anybody else's down. We just we're friends. We hung out for a long time. We all have a lot of opinions about a lot of garbage. So why not talk about it and put it on tape? So. Uh, if this if this show has a mission statement, we want to take a subject, you know, be it a movie or an actor or a wrestler or a food, and we want to just put our put our thoughts out there about it. Tell you if we think it's overrated, underrated, or properly rated. It's pretty straightforward. And uh, I guess to start, we have to determine where a thing is rated. So today, uh, I chose Tom Cruise as my as my subject of debate because as an actor, as an actor. And I don't know, maybe even a film commodity. I think Time Passage has brought uh, Tom Cruise into an underrated category. I think we don't appreciate Tom Cruise for all he has done for us and what he will hopefully do for us going forward. And I feel very strongly about this. 
Anybody? Tom Tom Apother, you mean? <laughs> yeah, Tom Apother the fourth. <laughs> the fourth. It's important to know there were three other Tom Apothers before this one came around. Tom Mapother. I think it was a good what a name. I think a name change was definitely a good idea. I think it was the best idea he ever had, and especially for I mean to. If you're gonna be a movie star, Tom Cruise is a pretty solid choice. Real, that was wait, that's his real name. Yeah. Tom Mapother the Fourth. Tom Mapother. Mapother. M a p o t h e r the Fourth. I'm, I'm actually really glad you guys used his real name because I showed up thinking we were discussing Tom Cruise of Hover Round. <laughs> so, um, who we all know is absolutely know. properly yeah. rated. Yeah, yes. I would say yes. underrated, but now I need to rethink things now that I know that we're talking about Tom Cruise, the actor. It's a good thing we got that out of the way. Then. So I'm going to need a minute. We have opposite views on opposite sides of the table on this one. I'm, I'm of the belief that he's fairly rated, and she is of the belief that, I, I don't mean to speak for you, overrated, I believe you said. The actor or Hover Round? The actor. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. The overrated. Purposes of the show. Tom Cruise overrated. Okay, got it. Tom yes. Cruise, overrated actor. Okay, why? I don't think he's that good of an actor. Oh. I think he's a good action film star. Acting-wise, though, like, really? I don't, I don't think he's that great. And that is exactly what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, we're going to start. <clears throat> where we should start, we're going to jump right to the beginning, right? The genesis of Tom Cruise. Heading back all the way into the 80s. You know him. We were alive then, which is not much. And uh, we'll go right to what I would probably consider the first of his major, major roles in Risky Business, obviously. So we go through the the early 80s, and there's there's not a lot there in the in the vein of like what you would consider great acting in any of these movies, but Tom Cruise is a presence. I mean, obviously, right away. The dude was born to be a movie star. You got Risky Business, All the Right Moves, you know, and Top Gun, like boom, 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 boom. I skipped Legend because it sucks. That's not Tom Cruise's fault. <laughs> There's a lot going wrong in that movie. And it's unfortunate because it should be a lot better. Tim Curry with big giant devil horns, me and Sarah looking hot. It's it's too bad that movie sucks, but whatever. Uh yeah, so we head in through the beginning of the 80s, and yeah, the, the substance isn't there. It's all flash. No substance. That's okay. Tom Cruise is a beautiful man. He's probably going to figure something out in the next few years. And uh, I guess if we talk a little bit about the, the early Tom Cruise roles, uh, you don't see it there. Like I said, the acting hasn't come to the forefront. But, I mean, the dude certainly has all the makings of a star, though. I mean, that can't be argued. Yeah, at that point in time, he's, certain, he's just being like the 80s Chris Hemsworth. Like, you're physical specimen of what america is at this time mm-hmm. coke thin and white yeah and <laughs> and no greater than in movies like cocktail where with the most bonkers 80s movie of 80s yeah. movies just oh my god it, for anybody that hasn't seen cocktail i kind of would urge you to watch it just to see what the mindset was of people watching films in the 80s like that was what we wanted to watch it is a it is weird. Those blouse <laughs> shirts. People <laughs> mixing drinks and fucking. That's, oh, that's the eighties right there. Oh, the plot by itself though, it it has so many turns. You're like, I thought this was a movie about bartending. It's not. It does not end yeah. that way. Remind me. It goes it's to been dark about places. Ten years since I've seen that movie. So he has a mentor in. Uh, oh man, I just forgot the guy. Brian Brown and. Uh, they're both, you know, mixing drinks and having a good old time and meeting ladies and, oh man, cocktail and let's, let's hear Kokomo. So, you know, hey man, good times all around. And then the movie goes real weird and turns in the middle and Tom Cruise meets Elizabeth Shue, Jesus Christ, bless her soul. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, there's debate, or not debate, there's, uh, there's some problems there, like 
We're nice. We're trying, you know, Brian Brown is a little jealous of Tom Cruise because he's young and fine, and Tom Cruise is kind of jealous of Brian Brown because he's got his shit together and he wants to have his shit together. And uh, the movie ends with Brian Brown committing suicide. Oh, because he yeah. because he marries into money and it's a sham and he's going to lose his money and his wife is trying to bone down Tom Cruise because who wouldn't? And then Elizabeth Shue gets pregnant and leaves Tom Cruise and he tries to win her back and then the dad disowns her. It's it is seriously way more than a movie about drinking. I don't think I think, I think it's a movie that didn't age well. No, it has not at all. <laughs> and the more you hear about it as time goes on, the more you realize the plot holes are in this movie. I feel like that what you just described though is like a staple of like. Late '80s filmmaking, where it's oh, like, yeah. okay, we're gonna have a guy make some movies. Hey, why not add some love? Yeah. Hey, why not add a suicide? <laughs> yeah, you think you're gonna have like a lighthearted jaunt, and the next thing you know, you're off the rails, and yeah. you just oh, have yeah. no idea well, what's going they on. They were on the rails. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes, that, and that's okay. I got an idea. <laughs> I think you know, cocktail. You're right. It's a movie that hasn't aged well. But if you have, and I will say, I do have a fondness for that movie just because I love that song. <laughs> like I really do. So I just, I no shame, it no for, shame, like, as a kid. But thank you. <laughs> and just as he turns it off, I'm like, I love Kokomo. Um, but I think if you if you watch it um, from like a nostalgia standpoint, like it, it still holds up. You know, like I said, those bloused shirts. You know, everything that's going on in that movie, the '80s and stuff. Oh, that's great. It is. I mean, and Elizabeth Shue. And Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth. Even the poster is just, yeah. Do I need to say anything? On the bar, yeah. Elizabeth on the bar, rolled up sleeves. <laughs> it was the beginning of what I thought was the, the best Elizabeth Shue run of all time. Oh, yeah. Adventures of Babysitting. Adventures babysitting. She's got Back to the Future in there yeah. at one point. Yeah. She's she's untouchable. Yeah, and this is and then that, right before she got serious with Leaving Las Vegas in yeah. 293 or something like that. Yeah. So. Right Academy before Award he nominated got turns. Yeah. Right before he got serious in Rain Man. Right before he gets serious. So we're going to jump same back. Year. We're going to dial back a little bit before Rain Man. Same year. Isn't that crazy? Same year, yes. But <laughs> just before Rain Man, we uh, we hit what I think is Tom Cruise's first, we'll call it an acting, like a, a meaty role, in uh, Martin Scorsese's Color of Money, opposite uh, Paul Newman, the great, wonderful, talented Paul Newman, um, reviving his role as Fast Eddie Felsen from The Hustler, a 60s film. Also fantastic. Urge anybody to watch it. Uh, Paul Newman would win an Oscar for this movie, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio would be nominated for a supporting actress role in, uh, in the same film. And Tom Cruise... Tom Cruise comes into a movie where the odds are kind of stacked against him. Not... I mean, I don't mean plot-wise, because yes, obviously, but acting-wise, like showing up against a heavyweight like Paul Newman, a guy that anybody of Tom Cruise's age would idolize as an actor, and really holds his own. Like, he keeps up, he's very witty, he's very uh, effective in the parts that he's, you know, the the weight that he's putting behind that part, and I think it's a very good indicator that we're going to see some legit acting chops from Tom Cruise coming forward. He makes really great headway in this movie. This is a movie I have not seen. You really should. It yeah. is a great movie. It's I just kind watched of a, it movie recently. Yeah, it's kind of a... I wouldn't say it's forgotten, but it's definitely like one of Scorsese's lesser movies now. It, it, it's easy to forget, you know, because the dude is all mob masterpiece, but when Scorsese wants to knock something out that's a little off mark for what he usually does, he kills it. And this is one of those movies. This is, I think this is a great movie. John Turturro's in that movie. He was one of the first yeah. movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, John Turturro, awesome in that movie. Yeah. That's where the movie starts with uh, Eddie kind of backing John Turturro and then sees Tom Cruise's kid, you know, come and rising through the ranks and decides he's going to try to back him instead. There's a lot of, you know, some cool turns in the movie. Everybody has really good, everybody has really good, uh, does a really good job in the roles they're given. And like I said, Tom Cruise definitely giving the preview of some, some things to come. Moving ahead to Rain Man, like we said, same year as uh, Born, same, same year as Cocktail. 
This is a big uh, song from that soundtrack, by the way. The Color Money. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I did not even realize that Rain Man was that old. Yeah. Why did I think it was like a 90s movie? I don't know. I'm Cause sure because I didn't see it, it when I was it is, yeah. it is previewing a 90s in a way with like the, the style of that movie is definitely rooted in the 80s, but it has like a foot movement towards the 90s, like yeah. the late 80s heading into the 90s. And then Tom Cruise again being put up in a major role against a major Academy Award winning yeah. actor who would also be nominated for the role in this movie in Dustin Hoffman as, you know, many uh, bad imitations of Dustin Hoffman we <laughs> we have from this movie. And uh, Guess what we're not going to do on this show? <laughs> yeah. I will not pander to that. I will not urge anyone not to, but it will not be me. Uh, again, Tom Cruise put the task. Can you Can you keep up with Dustin Hoffman and readily accepts and i think prevails i think tom cruise also shows up pretty big in this movie uh has a lot of very affecting scenes where he has to learn to accept the the brother that he never knew he had with this condition and uh does an admirable job of sharing screen time not only with dustin hoffman but with the beautiful valeria galino who oh, like yeah. how can you even look at anything else when she's on screen and tom cruise is like no i'm here too she she had a run too where she was in a lot of different things and every time i started <laughs> yeah. a movie i was just like Yes, but I mean, this is the first Tom Cruise movie where I saw him in a, a kind of like outside of him being in some sort of plot, like or some sort of action plot, or like a I want to say a timepiece. For example, like I look at yeah. Days of Thunder, and that's definitely like capturing the moment of NASCAR piece. So I thought this was a movie where this is I didn't see this movie until I was older, and mm. I really thought Tom Cruise was really good in this movie, and and he did a really good job of. Uh, you know, you see the act, like the total anger he comes from and with Dustin Hoffman at first, and he kind of calms down, and realizes that his brother, this is his brother, is something special. So you should yeah. treat him differently or treat him a little nicer. It's interesting when you're looking at this that we know Tom Cruise as an action star, but if you look through the the timeline of his career, he does not start that way. Yeah. Like no. we did not mention Top Gun because I mean we don't. What do we need to say about Top Gun? It was the most. It, it was happened. the highest grossing film of 1986. It was legendary in its own right in its time. It had a great soundtrack. It has all those things. And Tom Cruise, it made Tom Cruise a household name. But do, in doing that, it allowed him to start taking chances, which is what I think is severely missing from his output now. He gets Top Gun and then heads right into legitimate acting for like a number of a number of years here, taking attempts, make, you know, taking chances. And that... Top Gun gave him the leverage to do that. I think that's because Tom Cruise also believes in his acting ability and wanted to show that he was more than just a pretty action face. I've never seen Top Gun, so I haven't seen. I it. have not seen Top Gun either. Uh, yeah, yes. yep. I nope. haven't either. By the way, you guys haven't seen Top Gun. <laughs> no, nope. I, I honestly no don't think I need to. Yeah, you probably don't. I mean, there's yeah. nothing really about it. It's just it, back then because I did see it when I was younger. Back, you know, I don't probably not right around the time it came out, but it was you know late '80s, early '90s, and it was an exciting movie to watch. You know, so I mean, I'm sure you. There's nothing that you're gonna find out from watching it that you don't already know. But yeah. I mean, it was hype for a reason. No, I, I, I'm Fun sure. Movie, yeah. I am sure that's ch- totally true. But I just think that's funny that you guys have never seen it. Yeah, it. I, at a certain point, I realized when I was heading into like the end of the '90s that I'd never seen Top Gun, and mm-hmm. I didn't think. I thought maybe it'd be easier to just not watch it because it it was turns out. So never went out of my way to watch it. Eh, whatever. Fair enough. I'm in the same boat. I never had any interest personally. Um, on the same on the same wavelength as that, though, like Roger mentioned, right after we got Days of Thunder coming here, 
And that's, you know... Oh, you're skipping. It, it's Days of Thunder. Okay. Uh, it's a movie about cars <laughs> and racing them. Uh, spectacular, spectacular name, though, in the casting in Tom Cruise. Cole Trickle. <laughs> so that's <laughs> out of the park on that one. Um, and absolutely sounds like an NASCAR name. It's, you know, it's whatever. I mean... Tom Cruise gets to drive around. He meets Nicole Kidman in that movie, so that's that's something. We don't have to talk too much well, about Tom Cruise's personal life. Side but. note: I think the Cole Trickle name is a. It's sort of like a uh, ad hoc to a. It might be wrong. Word. There, there are a Dick few. Trickle. Yep. Dick Trickle. Yes. He's a real race car driver. Yes. Yeah. That's, it was never a good one, by the way. That's the funny. Part. <laughs> well, he did have the best name. He in did the have the best sports, name in NASCAR. So. Ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> and Days of Thunder I actually enjoyed, and not even because oh I loved Days of Thunder when yeah. I was younger. Yeah, and even <laughs> even as, I mean it's a movie that didn't age well per se, but I really liked that movie, and I liked him in that movie a lot because he is the way he um who was the uh, was it, God was the guy uh, Carrie Ells yeah Carrie Ells yeah the way him and Carrie Ells go after each other and like I really wanted to punch Carrie Ells in the face. I actually rooted for Tom Cruise the entire movie. Yeah. He came across as likable, and and the whole him having a mullet thing was actually interesting too. <laughs> yeah, it's a but good uh, look. but no, I thought he, I thought it was a movie for one of those movies that's again a timepiece where it's a movie that comes out because it's catch, capturing a, a moment, a, a fad, if you will. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the movie that starts his whole "I'm going to do my own stunts" thing. I think this is the first one. Yeah. This is where he's like, okay, I'm going to learn how to drive a yeah, NASCAR. Absolutely. And he's and decides that he wants to be the one to do all that stuff. Okay, I was going to say, because I know the Top Gun, he, he didn't fly anything, no, obviously, obviously. So No, but uh, but I'm sure if you would have let him try, he probably would have so given it a shot. The legend begins here. Yeah, the, the legend of Tom Cruise, action lunatic, <laughs> begins, begins at Days of Thunder. I skipped uh, the other movie released that year, also, well, the movie released before, also starring Tom Cruise, because this is one of the centerpieces of my Tom Cruise as an actor arguments. And that is Oliver Stone's Born on the Fourth of July, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I do not talk about it a lot because there's not much to say when you're just in passing company. Like, you know, crazy about the war, right? You guys remember Vietnam? There was a movie called Born on the Fourth of July. So there's, <laughs> there's no way to bring it up in general discussion. But since I have you here to talk about it today, we're going to talk about Born on the Fourth of July, or at least I am. Have you guys seen Born on the Fourth of July? Either? I didn't get a chance. Anybody? To. It's been a while, but yes, I've seen it. Yeah. And yes, I will start before you say anything. I will say that he was good in this movie. He was. It was his first Academy Award nomination. Yeah. Was for Born on the Fourth of July. Roger, you put your hand up. Yeah, I've seen it as well. Do, uh, do you like it? I liked that movie a lot. It was. It was one of the first uh, Oliver Stone movies. Or Oliver Stone. Um, no, that's technically true. Yeah. First yeah. <laughs> um, one of his first movies I've seen. I know his movies tend to be long. Oh, yeah. And drawn out, um, and I actually saw this before I ever saw Platoon, uh, which is the other, his other one. And I thought Tom Cruise did a, you know, you see him as that young marine, you know, a kid in high school, and mm. he's just all eager. And then the decline of his character, I thought, I thought it was one of his best movies of all. It's, and it's not, it's not a top five movie of mine per se, but I, was, I thought it was a top, like one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. It, it is, and it holds up. It is still, you know, for. For as much as message movies can get bogged down in the you know in the relaying of said message, uh, Tom Cruise does everything that you would expect from an actor of a higher caliber to come to deliver his motivations and his you know his deep deep seated uh, regrets uh, come across in this film as he is going out of his mind like 
you know, it, it progresses the life of Ron. It, it's based on a true story of Ron Kovacs, who's an actual guy who lived this story. Um, eager, you know, youthful, the American dream kind of kid in the 50s, uh, coming, growing up, you know, all-American home. He was a wrestler, blah, 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 all that great stuff. And Tom Cruise is heartbreaking portrayal of this kid going from, you know, youthful exuberance to destroyed veteran in a matter of years and uh where that where that journey takes him i think this movie doesn't get talked about enough when talking about tom cruise i think it is way it's so easy to forget because it's nearly 20 years old but i'm sorry 30 years old jesus yeah, christ it's 89 yeah it's nearly 30 years old and uh i think this is a an incredible indication of what tom cruise is capable of as an as an actor aside from just being like a movie star it doesn't hurt at all that he had a movie star quality coming into the movie but i don't think anybody expected that kind of role from him and that it, it's telling you know he got nominated for the academy award he would lose that year which is whatever who did he lose to i believe he lost to morgan freeman which i mean if you're gonna lose to morgan freeman 90 percent of the time yeah for a movie that may get brought up in a different episode driving miss daisy <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Tom Cruise and I specifically, I would like to, I would like to push forward born on the 4th of July as my first piece of big evidence as Tom Cruise, the actor. And, uh, yeah. Anybody else? I would say my first, my, actually my first piece of uh, presenting him as a good actor would probably be the same movie, but, um, I do, I, I do, if I had a one, a, if you will, the movie that really put Tom Cruise over for me was, and I mean, and this is jumping a little far ahead a little bit, but keep in mind, I didn't, I sporadically watched movies when I was younger, and old, as I got older, I watched older movies, younger and what have you, but um, <laughs> it's the first movie I really liked them in, and I, I know this is going to sound cliche, but I liked them in Risky Business. Yeah. Risky yeah, we, Business. We didn't give Risky Business enough of a yeah. play. I think Risky Business is a good film. Yeah. And I think that holds up. If we're going to use one of yeah. his older films, Risky Business is still good. Yeah. And I think it's a movie. The reason why I like him in that movie so much is the way his devolution as a character is, again, it's the first time you see him kind of evolve as a character and it doesn't become stagnant. I mean, he, him, the relationship with Rebecca Mormay, uh, DeMore is, you know, changes and he realizes what she is, what have you. And then his friendship changes with, uh, Balky and, uh, <laughs> Snot yeah. from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. I can't think of the real names right now. So there's only two no, things. but I like that as a movie title: Belky and Snot. <laughs> yeah, the Chronicles um, of Tom Cruise's Friends, heading into production, 2017. You know it's gonna happen. Would you be surprised? No, seriously? No, no, I wouldn't. No, but it, that risky Top Gun Two guys. Risky Business is one of those movies that's only known for that stupid scene with Bob Seger. But there's a lot, that movie is much more than that to me. Yeah, thanks every sitcom ever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sincerely, you know. ABC sitcom writers douche. I know legitimately it's it's I think it speaks to his uh ability to seek movies that have extremely memorable moments that like thirty percent of what I know of or recognize of Tom Cruise is literally just because of like T V and movie staples of things that he created. Mm. You know, the underwear sliding scene, the uh you know, the quotes from Top Gun and, and stuff like that. That like these are these are things that this is this is why like until, you know, uh like MI3 kind of breaks me. I just kind of avoided him. Like, it wasn't like I disliked him. It was just like, I get it. He's the greatest or whatever. You know what I mean? It was kind of forced on my throat. Right. Then you see MI3 and you're like, oh shit, this guy's actually pretty great. Then you see MI4 and you're like, okay, yep, I'm going back and watching everything he's ever done. Then you see MI5 and like, I'm going to get a Tom Cruise tattoo. I don't care. <laughs> that guy's amazing. 
Because <laughs> MI5 is uh, the, the perfect movie. I'm jumping way ahead. Sorry. I no, you're good. Because the plot of this podcast. Oh, that's fine. There is no real plot. No, because MI5 was like, like, okay, if I may say one thing really quick about those latter MI movies, specifically four and five, the, the two big stunts in four and five, I still get like tears watching them. Yeah, like them. goosebumps, legitimately. No, I mean, yeah, the the no, airplane one, I'm smiling with tears in my eyes every time. Yeah. I own that movie. I've watched it like 13 times. <laughs> I cry every time. Like, he's doing it. He's flying on the side of a plane. Like, how cool is that? I'll always, I'll never, I'll never be able to get over that. He legitimately flies on the side of a plane. I can't get over that. Lacey's staring at me like I just ripped my face off. I know. I just, I'm. I want you to get a Tom Cruise tattoo. So <laughs> just him flying like a side portrait. Of my body. Yeah, I'm like the yeah, oh my, yeah, hanging on your rib cage. Yeah, hanging on my rib cage. Yeah. Please do. Or, or, hey, you know, there's an explosion on your back with him. The Mission Impossible. <laughs> no, he's hanging above my ass crack yeah. from a rope that goes up my spine with the most horrified look on his face, looking downward. Yeah. Like Jesus, I better not. Let Catch, really catching the drop of sweat on one of your. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that, but I think you know if there's anything that I think unfortunately aids Lacey's argument in this is that uh, this sort of advent of old guy action as a genre. Oh like, yeah, this became a genre in like oh four oh five ish. It became a genre because of Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, I think it became a genre. Yeah, but the, Tom Cruise, uh, Stallone does it. Liam Neeson's a big proponent. Oh, they of all it. do it. Like, but Tom Cruise. Because by virtue of aging and also being in action films, is kind of the original old man action star now. Yeah, not original because you know. Is Tom Cruise now? He's in his fifties. He got to be fifty four, fifty five. Nineteen sixty two. What's that? Fifty four. Fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty four. He's crawling up there and he's not slowing down. Like the dude is going to be making. He flew on the side he's of a going, plane two years he's ago. He's going to be making Mission Impossible <laughs> movies until his seventies. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm okay yeah. with it, man. I'm okay with it too. But it. it but this. The, but you know. My childish glee aside, this is what cuts into acting credibility because now you have guys like Liam Neeson who you should be – people should instantly think of Schindler's List. They think of Liam Neeson. No, they don't. They think you're going to get taken. Like that's the first thing they right. think of is the, the phone call. So Much like Liam Neeson though, this is exactly – this is the point I was trying to bring. Much like Liam Neeson who started as a incredibly actor. well-regarded actor actor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then devolved into being in these super hype action films. I'm going to kill all the Macedonians. Yeah, exactly. Tom Tom Cruise has kind of followed the same career path, but for differing reasons. The the reason that Liam Neeson got to edge himself into action films is because those were that just became what was offered to him because he's got a sweet ass voice. Let's, yeah. let's be fair. And he's six foot three. But and can, also, his are he awesome. is physically imposing, yeah. but it wasn't something anybody thought about until Taken. Like Liam Neeson wasn't making balls to the walls action films. Taken, but to be fair, Dark Man. Dark Man's a sci-fi movie, and I'm that was going before, to have my face. That's before off. Liam Neeson was an actor. Like he was, yeah. that, he's just trying to get roles. And and Dark Man is awesome. Dark Man is awesome. The original Dark Man is kind of it creates great. its own universe. It doesn't look great. good anymore. Like upon oh. watching it, it looks it looks very dated, but it's still pretty fun to watch. As we continue on with Tom Cruise's career, let's talk about a movie he did after Days of Thunder, Far and Away. Now, let's talk briefly about. Let's talk briefly. <laughs> the reason why I want to talk briefly about this is is let's a movie talk that. Briefly. Do we talk about this? Dave, do we put this in this category of is it because he did it because his wife and him can do a movie together, or was it a movie that he's just trying to continue to expand his horizons a little bit? With? It's both, and that that is another reason that I think it, it needs to. It's, it's important to talk about it. I don't want to dismiss it entirely because it does come at a time where Tom Cruise could do literally anything and chose to do a small 
sweeping epic. I, mean, it, it, I know those words are like a contradiction in terms, but the movie itself was kind of a small production in comparison to what Tom Cruise does um, with his then his now wife Nicole Kidman about you know being Irish, which was kind of regrettable when you think about it. Tom Cruise's accent is not that great, but and she's uh, Australian. Yeah, also true. <laughs> That's a but, weird combination. Uh, but the movie is it's him taking a chance, and this is this becomes the pattern for the next few years of Tom Cruise taking on roles and taking films that are going to make him do something else. And it, it feels to me like he is trying to still prove to Hollywood and then the world at large that he is more than just an action star or just a movie star. And that far and away is a telling example of this. It fails. Like, it is not good. It is critically ill-received. It makes enough money because Tom Cruise is in it, but it's not... It is not by no measure a success. Aside from looking very beautiful, it is no, no, no success in any right. Yeah, and Ron Howard, it was one of the first, I think, bombs that Ron Howard did, too. Yeah, yeah, Ron Howard was used to having pretty decent success. And this feels like a like an A-plus move. You know, Tom Cruise plus Ron Howard plus beautiful cinematography equals Oscar, and it, it did not. It's yeah. just not very good. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, we get, we get some pretty back-to-back heavy hitters here and A Few Good Men in the Firm. Both good movies of the time. A Few Good Men, I'd say, is still pretty great in its own right. The Firm is kind of a 90s movie from kind of a 90s author. The, you know, say what you will about John Grisham. It's, he writes about lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? And that's a good book, and, a, and, and that's a good movie. I, I did not see um, A Few Good Men as much as it's been one of the most quoted movies of all Come time. Come on, man. I know. I know. I mean, I'll, I'll let you pass on Top Gun, I'm, but I'm A Few Good you. Men is kind of a 90s classic. I, I never like, saw it either. It's a movie you should probably watch. Yeah. Great performances from everybody. Jack Nicholson gets to yell, and everybody loves that. But, and, I mean... The reason why I like the firm so much is also not because it's you know a it's a Sidney Pollock movie. Yeah, and the firm is fine. Yeah, I don't want to sound like one of those people, but the book is far superior to the movie because it, it's just better. I don't want to sound like one of those people, but here I go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like those people, but I am those people. So, <laughs> so you know what? The but no, it's you know the firm is fine. It's definitely a, it is a star vehicle, and Tom Cruise admirably steers that ship. I mean, if you get anything from Tom Cruise, it's consistency. He's when he's when he's asked to be the helm at the helm of a you know a star vehicle tom cruise will be able to get you there and that you know movie made a bunch of money it was super successful but he uh he's not taking any chances he's playing tom cruise at this point and a few good men it's kind of it's kind of the same but not you know again asked to step into a role against a greater actor from a different generation jack nicholson a man that who is considered a greater actor i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to say i'm not gonna be little tom cruise and say he's not as good as jack nicholson because i think he is and I think Jack Nicholson's overrated, but I don't disagree with you. But yeah, moving moving on, we uh, we get to another another interesting uh, set of the career here, Tom Cruise, and this is where the Tom Cruise mold that we know is going to be a broke and then be reset into what it is now. Uh, starting with Interview with the Vampire, which okay, yeah, you got some stuff. No, I'm just saying I love this movie, you know. Yeah, but. I also love Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I could do without Keanu Reeves, too. So, I'm just saying. Vampire. Are you trying to compare Keanu Reeves in Bram Stoker's Dracula to Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire? Yeah. That's what it felt like. I am personally affronted. I don't think... I don't... Th- this is what I'm saying. I just feel like that is one of those movies where you could have put anyone else there. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be Tom Cruise. I and it could have probably been better. Um, originally... It was not Tom Cruise. 
uh, there was there was much to do about Anne Rice not wanting Tom Cruise in the film because she was not a fan of the casting choice. Yeah, and I can understand her misgivings at the time. You know, Tom Cruise is recognized for his actiony stuff and mm-hmm. not for his actory stuff, so she had every right, I'm sure, to be you know to be reserved about how she felt about it. But upon seeing the completed work, she agreed that Tom Cruise was perfect and no one else should have been cast in that role. And that's the author. That's got to carry some credence, yeah. I suppose. I'm not going to defend the did role. Did they though. have it? Ca- did they cast somebody else in that role? I don't think they cast anybody. No, because the producers wanted uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise right? The only person that was cast initially ahead of the person that ended up being cast was River Phoenix in the role that Christian Slater would go on to play. But River Phoenix died, yeah. as we all know. So uh, Christian Slater would then take that role. The movie dedicated River Phoenix to it. In case you wanted to know why, that's why. Okay. Um, I always wondered that at the end of the yeah yeah. Okay. Because he was originally cast in it. I didn't know that. Would have been a better choice. <laughs> and I think, I think what I like about Interview with the Vampire 2 is kind of the first time you see him kind of a villain. Yeah, and and playing almost a parody of himself. Like, yeah. that's another reason that I think this is, it's a highlight of the career. It's not, it has some problems. It's not a great movie. I like it. And, you know, Brad, it's kind of one of Brad Pitt's earlier, hey, I'm also beautiful showing up roles. Yeah. But I think he's almost garbage in it. He no, I'm going to hit on 12 year old Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yeah. And he's just face the entire time, though. Yeah. Oh, just oh. shocked amazement. Yeah. yeah. And, and those prosthetic teeth aren't helping anybody. They're yeah. talking, they're they're delivering dialogue with these ridiculous teeth in. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't, gotten, we hadn't gotten all the way there yet with our prosthetics in yeah. 1994, somehow. But Tom Cruise does an incredible job of playing wholly against type like he's mincing and he's kind of a parody of like an action like the complete anti-action hero you know he's cowardly he's vindictive he's everything that like you said a villain would kind of portray and he is relishing it and that's one of the reasons i love him in this movie specifically so much it was not super well received his performance but i think in hindsight it holds up a lot better than now than you would think then because i could i could understand having that opinion then like oh my god this is tom cruise why is he some weird mincing gay vampire but he totally he totally owns that role and brings it like a level of fun that i don't know anybody else would have brought to a movie that isn't supposed to be yeah yeah so i that isn't that is another reason that i think it's important to bring it up because it's it's not it's not tom cruise like tom cruise is in this movie but that's not tom cruise and that's something i really enjoy about it and speaks to his acting ability. Exactly. I totally agree. And that's, again, whether or not it ends up good, Tom Cruise is taking chances. He's trying something different. And this is the second time in, the, in a span of like three years uh, with Far and Away and with Interview with the Vampire that Tom Cruise takes chances and gets spurned. Like that's, this becomes a running narrative here in the next couple of, the next couple of years. So you hit, you know, another, another Academy Award turn, a nominated turn for Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is fine. Like, you know, no, this it's, is his banner year. Yeah, it's got it's got a great soundtrack. It's got good performances from a lot of actors. Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Oscar. I personally really love Cameron Crowe movies because they're all kind of light without being too light, and they're all kind of super serious without ever going to be too smarmy serious. But they're you know there are problems. It's uneven watching it now, but it's good. Do they you all know. create movie stars out of people who don't deserve it, like Cuba Gooding? <laughs> Possibly, uh, no, not all of them. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Kate Hudson in Almost Famous, uh, also who doesn't deserve it, also won an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> like, so it just creates a lot of Cameron Crowe is the kiss actors? of death yeah, for supporting yeah. actors. 
He will, you will get an Oscar, but you will be in Snow Dogs. But then, but then, yeah, <laughs> but then you're going to make Bride Wars. Yeah, yeah. Snow Dogs and Fair Bride enough. Wars. Now, hold on. A- amazing film, Bride Wars. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Over or under her opinion on movies? <laughs> well, we've recast our host in the middle of the show here. No, I'm kidding. Just some guy in the street. What are we talking about? I'm talking about Tom Cruise. Man okay, he's the best ever. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, no dissenting opinions. So we have, yeah. So. Jeremy, Jeremy McGuire is one of those movies that, I mean, it has the most, qu- one of the most quotable movies in the 90s of all time. It's got a lot a of, lot it's of, got of a lot movies of in the 90s are. Yeah. No, but it's, you can't handle the truth. You know, yeah. show but me the money. I mean, it, these are things that are. It, started, it continues that trend. And uh, it was a cute movie. And yeah, it's, I, I consider it a cute movie. It, it's cute. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. Like, eh, it was cute. But he still does an even job of yeah. being good in it. Like, he's, he's given some monologues, which is not something he's. You know, prone to do, and he does him well. He he has to be the best actor in all of his scenes because he's kind of carrying most of this movie. It's a it is a Tom Cruise vehicle before it is anything else. The yeah. fact that anybody else got any kind of recognition for the roles, I think, is because Tom Cruise carries this movie and they get I to do very little. Disagree. I feel like they could have put another actor in that movie, and I would have enjoyed it just the same. Who? Let's see, what year was this? 96. 96. I don't know who was around in 96. Anybody. <laughs> I mean, I'd like an example, though, because it's easy to say anybody, but recast the movie right now. Oh, I'm trying to think. 1996. Who was around making movies in 96? Brad Pitt was around making movies in 96. They could have put Brad Pitt in it. Tom Hanks was around Tom making Hanks movies in 96. Ed Norton was around making movies in 1996. Yeah. Ed any, Norton just showed up. Any of those yeah, guys. Yeah, he's like 19, 20, 22. Yeah. Ed any. Norton actually is an interesting choice. Ed Norton would be the guy I would. What I would just. I would, uh, yeah, if he was older, to argue against myself, Ed Norton might actually be better in, in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. They they could have put. I feel like they could have put anybody, any of those generic, generic movie white guys stars in it, and I would I would have been fine. But I think that's what's interesting about using Tom Cruise in this movie, though, because he isn't generic. Mm-hmm. As much as we want to believe that he is, Tom Cruise is a very specific mold of an actor there we're naming people off right now you know your tom hanks's your brad pitt's and tom hanks might be the only other person that can still hold this realm with tom cruise without the action star credibility yeah like, he's an old he is an old-fashioned movie star you know yeah. tom cruise at this mm-hmm. point so to take a movie like jerry Maguire and do well with it and be recognized for it like it's important because movie stars don't do movies like this always that are so beneath them in a way. You know what I mean? Michael Keaton. There's another yeah. one. No, uh, Michael Keaton was um, Michael, Michael Keaton would have been great, but Michael Keaton was on the downturn of a of a weird part of his career. This at that is point. before the Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Spotlight and stuff. <clears throat> Same year though. I mean we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up because this is this is where it starts. And this Bomb. was a chance at the time, if we if we want to take this for what it is. Mission Impossible is a risky movie at the at the onset of where it begins. It doesn't seem that way now. It doesn't seem that way now. But in 1996, but in 1996 a movie released, you know, 30 but years this or is, so. Look, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is tantamount to Will Smith making Wild Wild West. It was an old TV show that right. no one had thought about in a lot of years that wasn't getting and a no lot of... And no one really cared for no, it. No one gave like, a well, shit. Whatever. I no mean, one that cared happened, at but, all. And yeah. then here comes Tom Cruise. It's just he makes it better. He does it the right way. He's in the right... And he pissed off, but he pissed off a lot of people when he did this movie because Peter Graves, who wanted, wanted to do... I to hear that theme song so bad. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, it's coming right now. Okay. Peter Graves wanted to do Peter, what? Peter Graves wanted to do the movie for a long time. I'm playing the original because fuck the remake because um, that's how I roll. Um... No, but Peter Graves wanted to do this movie for a long time, and then finally when it happened, 
the entire cast that went to go see it walked out because they thought Tom Cruise did a really good, bad job performing that movie. Poor that cast. Yeah. Well, yeah. they were the ones that made that My show great. Exactly. Oh, yeah. but it's only a seminal action film that we referred to 20 years later. I understand. Like, and Greg and Greg Morris... definitive genre-making film. Well, Greg Morris and his... I mean, Greg Morris's son even says to this day his dad... Re- Talked, bashed it all the time. Yeah, anyway, that was wrong. Well, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't matter. Anyway, anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a, movie, it was a show that was kind of, you know, it was on CBS from '66 to '73, and it was a, it was a show that really, you, you knew that it was this thing that Spot or um, Leonard Nimoy did after Star Trek, but I think the way Tom Cruise reimagined it a little bit. And brought in his cast. I mean, I felt like the first two movies. I don't know. The second one's you know, all right. I mean, with the long hair thing, that's when he starts doing all the long hair thing. I called. I call those days the bad Tom Cruise days. When he starts going long hair, we'll, that's, get, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. that's what. That's the, the 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 down the downside a little bit. <clears throat> I really like Mission Impossible. It was probably one of the first uh, like actiony. One of the first like actiony movies that I was allowed to watch because I think it's rated R, isn't it? No, it's PG thirteen. The first, yeah, it's PG thirteen. It's still, you know, my my mom was pretty strict about movies that I was allowed to watch, and yeah. I, I remember my dad was like, "Well, let's watch this. It looks like it's going to be." Actually, I forgot like this one, the Adam Clayton, Larry Mullen. Um, sorry, please continue. No, you're fine. But I, it's another one where I feel like Tom Cruise only carries it because of the name Tom Cruise. That's could that's I 100 percent disagree. I disagree. With you. Could yeah. we? Couldn't you have put any other actor there? Here we no. go again. <laughs> I don't think so. I just don't feel like any. I'm trying to think of a Tom Cruise movie that, like, a role that he has where I'm like, well, there could, could have been no one else. Ethan Hunt. No. I mean, they might not still be making them now because no, he's still, he's, you know. Yeah, and that's a part. That's a part of the reason that it's <clears throat> that it could only be him. They might not still be making them now because another actor isn't going to franchise out like right. that. But another they, actor isn't going to be able to carry all of these movies. I mean, did they know that at the time? Was no, that the intention at the time? I don't no, think they put it was. Tom Cruise in it because he was a big name, and they wanted people to come to the to the movie. And then it just turns out that... Not that it just turns out. They they took a chance on doing this with Tom Cruise because they didn't think it was going to succeed. Yeah, they just, wanted to put Tom Cruise in the movie because that gives them a better chance. But nobody had any aspirations for this movie. Right. It was made by Brian De Palma, for Christ's sake. The dude doesn't direct action movies. You know, like, it's a it starts out as a, a pretty small... Like blockbuster for what it's for what it's being made for. It's kind of cerebral. It's much more plot oriented than it is action oriented. Like it's it is a thinking man's action movie initially, and it spurns out of control into what it is now, which is just all huge action set pieces, which isn't a bad thing. But you pick Tom Cruise for this role because Tom Cruise can act in a movie like that. Because Tom Cruise, the actor, is driving the force of this film. While also now upping the game with some action sets, you know it's it's not an actiony movie until you actually rewatch it and you're like, oh no, there is action in this movie. But but the thing that distracts you from that is all of the plot and all of the the dialogue and all of the acting. I mean, there's legit actors in this film. You know, John Voight, uh, <clears throat> uh, Emmanuel Biart, French actress who's like legitimate. She's got credibility all over the place. You know, coming to this Emilio movie. Emilio Estevez for nine seconds. They cast real actors in this movie. Kristen Scott Thomas. Like this was not an action movie. It, and you know, at its basis, yes, it is. But it doesn't start that way. And Tom Cruise is picked for that reason. And because I will, he can do both. I will say too that while while West reference doesn't go for not in in a, in a direct comparison because that's another bankable action star. Right. Same in same a movie premise with a ton of known actors right. by good producers yep. and a good director by most. Characters. 
counts. My, yeah, my most counts. Yeah. And then here comes this pile of garbage yeah. around the same time. It's so the exact it's, same formula. It's, you know? it's literally the same formula with a, an arguably more bankable star. Yeah, at the time, a certainly. Significantly Will, Smith, Will Smith is a bigger star at the time he makes this than Tom Cruise is when he makes Mission Impossible. And Mission Impossible. Only, only by levels, but you know, Will Smith was on fire. And Mission Impossible is still going. Yeah. And Wild Wild West is now a laughable podcastable yeah. show. Yeah. The movie. Why Wild West is a footnote in the book of how not to make movies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. giant spiders. Exactly. Yeah, and giant spiders. Yeah, thanks, Barbara Streisand's husband. And uh, yeah, that's but that's the turn. Mission Impossible is the turn for where we start to we start to see Tom Cruise in a different way, and that is when his risk taking and his uh, his choices start to also take a turn. Like he's the hottest thing in the world again for five minutes, and then he gets approached to be in a Stanley Kubrick movie, and who says no to Stanley Kubrick because he doesn't make that many movies. And, uh, are, we, we, are we just going to agree that that movie was a piece of shit, though? Eyes, eyes wide shut. shut. I'm, I, I'm hesitant to call it a piece of shit, but it's not good. <laughs> it's I've bad. never seen it. It's it's not great. It's hard to You're, watch, J- Jason. <laughs> I've been watch. hard while watching it, but what? <laughs> <laughs> I felt I fell asleep during that movie. It's not it's not that good. I fell asleep. After. I mean, I fell asleep a piece of that movie. Okay, yes, I know I fell asleep to a lot of things. I understand that, but I like um, that you said it before anybody else got a chance to. Yeah. <laughs> like you falling asleep during something cannot be an indication of how good or bad it is. But it's it was one you of fell those... asleep twice during this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, not true. No, he's actually <laughs> sleeping right now. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's a movie that I. I didn't understand. I mean, Stanley Kubrick. <sighs> I, under, I look. Uh, I know there's, there's here comes the, an attempt to defend him. I'm not defending him. I think his movies are overrated in some cases. Oh wow! That was hey, 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 hey! Hold on. S- save that. Let's we'll <laughs> save that for another. Don't podcast. go crazy. But it was one of those movies where it was like, oh, you know, it's Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Kevin Stanley Kubrick. And I watched it, and I was like, don't get it. It wasn't wasn't the big gimmick in that was uh, Nicole Kidman was in it and they they have sex for real. Wasn't, wasn't that the big thing? It was, yeah, it was talked about. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's problematic. It's it's messy. It's uneven. It has way too much going on for way too little, and then way too little going on for too long. If those two things can happen at the same time, that makes sense. Yeah, here's so, 45 minutes of exposition and an hour of just images. But he took it and he Let's makes. Be fair though, that's most of what Tom Cruise does. makes unable attempt to try to make this watchable if you're gonna say anything about this movie and i defend this tom cruise is the only good part of it like if if you're gonna say something is good or bad quantified by those terms tom cruise is good in this film it's just not a good film and that's not tom cruise's fault he tried he tried real real hard (laughs) well that's like the the theme of the next five movies yeah well okay then we're gonna hit if we're just gonna we're gonna just pass eyes wide shut then because i agree it's it, it it falls into line with the narrative though of Tom Cruise taking chances and kind of failing. Like it's it's critically meh, and it's you know commercially meh. you know it it does it doesn't do him any favors. But his next film is my next giant example of Tom Cruise the actor, and my second favorite Tom Cruise role is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia, which is which is still I think Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie. I think it's probably Tom Cruise's best role, and even though it's not my favorite, it's probably his best. And that he did not win 
more for it is a shame because he is fantastic in this movie. Lacey, you made a face. Uh, no, I love it. I love Magnolia, actually. I don't love it because of Tom Cruise. This I love it because it's just a really good movie. It yeah. is a really good and movie. And there's a lot of like Come awesome performances in that movie. We like to celebrate Saint Suck My Big Fat Fucking Sausage! <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. It is, yeah, it is a fantastic, it's a fantastic line. Yeah. There's there's a lot of great performances in that movie. Yeah. And Tom Cruise, yes, is among them. I will say he's really good in that movie. And I love Magnolia, but I, you know. Any other person? I don't want to go say any far? other person. I think it adds a little spice to it that it is Tom Cruise. And you're like, I agree. this is nothing that like he's ever done before. I, I 100% agree with you. But at the same time, you know. Do I think it makes him an awesome actor? No, it's one role. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know, it's it's one good role. That's a fair point. You are, of course, disregarding all of the other good roles I've mentioned, and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But <laughs> but you are a fucking homosexual. <laughs> it's, I think Magnolia is important in more you than one way. Movie, apparently. More than one way for yeah, Tom Cruise to, as a career that, piece. Yeah. Uh, it is by far the most against type Tom Cruise has played in a movie to this point. Uh, it is it is his role amongst, as Lacey mentioned, amongst a slew of other great performances and roles in this film. It is his role that gets the most acclaim going forward because it is the one that is the most memorable. Not, you know, the quote that Roger pulled is part of it, but he's he's showing pathos and like real acting against again other real actors you know his dying father jason robards you know critically acclaimed uh he's acting in scenes with him and he's he's destroying every every ounce of screen time that he gets he's he is the high point of a movie full of high points and it's it's it is hard for me to try to imagine like thinking about tom cruise without thinking of this first for me because i think this is the best thing he's ever done and that that's unfortunate that I have to go back that far to bring that up because that's kind of this is where it all stops. And this is this is the problem with how we view Tom Cruise because it stops at Magnolia as him like being someone that wants to get out there, put himself out there, take chances, do things that would make him try and make him exert, you know, uh <clears throat> a certain level of input that he doesn't have in the movies that he does now. Because immediately following that, we get a Mission Impossible Two, which is bad. Like, there's no other way to there's no other way to talk about Mission Impossible Two. It sucks. <clears throat> um, Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky, a remake of a superior Spanish film that is also bad. It's a fantastic soundtrack. Another Cameron Crowe movie. So he's he's now falling into the habit of working with directors he's familiar with, which is definitely going to become a pattern here very soon. Um, also bad though, critically panned. It didn't do exceptionally well. It's it's bad. Also unviewable. Minority Report, uh, pretty solid action vehicle. I like that movie. Yeah, I like. I, I love Minority enough, Report, yeah. but it's could it have been anybody else. That that is the first time I will agree with you on yeah. that. It could have been anybody else. Yeah. And then we, and then we hit we hit a dark period here. No, we do not. <laughs> I'm getting to that. I'm okay, getting. Okay, I was gonna say because then you have his latter day best role that no one else could have done. Are we talking about Collateral? I am. Okay, Collateral is great. A thousand times. Michael Mann is a wonderful director. Yeah. He's one of my favorites ever. He's a spectacular film. I'm going to disagree with you, though. I kind of think he could have put somebody else I in there. I don't role. think so. Do you I, know how much he did for that movie? I'm aware. And I'm not saying he's, he was a wrong choice. I think he was great. He exceeded expectations. But you got to remember, though, this is a Tom Cruise that is kind of in a weird 
back against the wall thing. He did Last Samurai, which is not great. And, you know, he's losing his cachet a little bit with Minority Report and The Last Samurai kind of back to back. And Vanilla Sky. Like, it's, you know, decreasing, uh, diminishing returns, should we say, as far as like a box office perspective. And then you hit Collateral, and Collateral is almost an indie movie, like for Tom yeah. Cruise. You know what I mean? He's an excellent choice. I, I'm glad he did the movie because he is exceptional. It is a great film, and he is the best part of it. But I think you could have put someone else in that movie I if you really tried. Uh, I don't and, think so. And I, and I would agree with Jason on this because at that time, you're looking at actors who are kind of popular at the time. This is, 2000, this is so you're talking 2004. 2004. The year I graduated. Yeah, so you're looking at what uh, Heath Ledger. I mean, you talk about popular people who fill this role. Ed Norton again. Yeah, Ed Norton. And I thought Tom Cruise did a, a fantastic job just just playing this kind of, you know, quiet, or not quiet, but a, a character, yeah, kind of, yeah, he was no, quiet. Quiet, right. yeah. quiet sociopath. Yeah, quiet sociopath, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And not caring, and just, in, yeah. in, in, and especially at the end, when you see, and sorry for anybody who hasn't seen the end. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, but him for on the train. 12-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah, him in the, in the train, Jason, when he's got the shot. Oh, God, shot. yeah, And no. it's so cool. Yeah, and he doesn't like, give a shit about any of the citizens around him. Yeah. He's just walking through the train. I have someone to kill. Hi, I'm, hi, I'm. Get out of my way. I'm shot in the stomach. Yeah. Oh, Don't, well. Oh, yeah. yeah, when he's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, such, it's, 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 the, okay, here's the thing about that era in pop culture. That is kind of a dead zone for music, movies. That is the mid two thousands is a agree. dead zone. Do, I would you, agree with do you know who the original choice was to play uh, Vincent? Vincent? No, in, in this film, I didn't. It was not. Russell Crowe. That would have been garbage. But can you imagine this movie with Russell Crowe as no. Tom Cruise's role? Because I can. No, actually. I can't. I I can see that. I can't see it at all. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but I can imagine it. Russell Crowe has that kind of silent sociopath gravitas that if he's anything that's probably it you know what i mean i could see russell crowe and picture him in real life as a silent sociopath so <laughs> it would make sense i can if only because he's been in previous michael Mann movies so i can kind of see the color filter on him yeah. but outside of that no i can't you know who you know who also was all uh, originally envisioned in the role of max the jamie fox role no adam sandler <laughs> That would have been an awesome movie. While we're talking about characters <laughs> playing outside of their comfort zones, Adam that would have been an amazing in movie. The Jamie Fox role, I could see that. I could definitely see it. I don't want to take you downtown, Hebe Boo. Tom Cruise just shoots him in the back of the head. Movie over. <laughs> I'm not going to take out all the stops, DBD. No, you. <laughs> Taxi's taxi's better. <laughs> Bus ain't better. Taxi better. If you don't kill your victims, you ain't cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's safe to say. It if killing your really victims is cool, movie. if killing your victims is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, he, he and that's yeah, and that's Adam Sandler in his worst time too. That's stop killing me, Swan. That that implies that implies Stop that, kidding me, Vincent. That implies that Adam Sandler hasn't had a worst period since Happy Gilmore because it's uh, yeah, all been it's his true, worst yeah. period. Super downhill. Every but that's, every year of Adam Sandler is his worst, worst. period. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I mean that's <clears throat> I can't see that. I, I disagree wholeheartedly because I can't see that movie with anyone else playing that role because he right. literally embodies it. He spent weeks researching for it he spent days in makeup and a ups well, this outfit. is this is something we haven't talked about about tom cruise because we're heading into that part of his career tom cruise is a manic manic crazy person mm-hmm. and throws himself into every single role he takes now it's it's method beyond method yeah because the stuff he's choosing to do now is full-on action 
crazy shit. So this movie required him to be much more cerebral, and he to be did anonymous. That. Yes, to be anonymous. And he, do you know what he did for this movie, Lacey? No. He literally had the makeup department change his face so he could go dressed as a FedEx or UPS driver for a couple of days and just go out in public without anyone recognizing who he is to be anonymous. And he did this. Uh, the, okay, I, I love that. Yeah, and it's, and it's telling of a man who's definitely taking his roles more seriously than any of us might. You know what I mean? Like when we think of Tom Cruise in a movie, we're just like, oh, it's Tom Cruise showing up for a movie. But Tom Cruise does not look at a movie that way. Mm-mm. Tom Cruise shows up for a movie, mm-hmm. including Collateral. And it's it's the last, I would say it's the last great Tom Cruise role of roles. Like now we head forward and it is it is straight up. We're just actioning. We're actioning out of our minds. Yeah. What about lines for lambs? I never saw that. That what movie's that? bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's dismissive. It's a it's a drama. Uh, what Robert Redford, uh, Meryl Streep. I think there's like her, yeah. some kind of looks like William H. Macy. There's some terrorism, and is terrorism bad? It's real messagey and Robert Redfordy, and I I don't care for that movie. Okay. But that's again. That's but even if it, even if I did like it. It's not. It's not a great movie. Kind of the same with Valkyrie. Same principle. Like, it's a. It's a big old ensemble drama. It's not very great. But we skipped over <clears> the <throat> worst of his movies. I don't know if that's fair. What War of the Worlds? Yeah, oh, I it's, don't. It's think not that's great. So it's not good. But it, but it's 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 it's, it's what a we come watchable to. movie. I never see I it. I guess if you can watch it once, beginning to end. Am I missing anything with the remake at all? This season? No. Are you missing anything? No. no. Not really. No, I mean, not it's it's little. one of those movies where I watched it when it came on like HBO or something. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, did, I, I didn't waste. I, I didn't. Happened. I didn't feel like I like I wasted two hours of my life okay. as if I had watched like Michael or The Village. But you know, <laughs> like Michael. Um, Michael, yeah, that, oh, the John Travolta, John Travolta, garbage. Movie. Oh my God, I'm an angel. Oh my I've, God. Ne- I've never been <laughs> so. I've never been so angry about like hours Wait. of my life being wasted. Like I'm never gonna get those back. And I saw that movie and I was like 11. I so that's, about, a, that's I, an early time in your life to become yeah. jaded. I feel yeah. the same way about phenomenon. I'm pretty sure that movie made me angry. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was the movie that jaded me. Anyways, point being, um, I watched it and I wasn't like, okay, I, you know, I didn't waste two hours of my life. I'm fine. Whatever, you know. It is what it is. I don't think it was a piece of shit. I don't think it was right. a garbage heap. Yeah. But again, and not to keep repeating myself, but there could have been anyone else That's there. That's what and I thought. I would have felt the same it. way yeah. about it. Like it, is, it wasn't like, oh my god, that this movie is the truth now. Tom though Cruise. going forward, like Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise isn't invested in taking chances. He's not. He's you not know? attempting to make risks. He's working with familiar directors, the same people constantly over and over again. We get you know the Mission Impossible movies stand up. They're still good. But there's still Mission Impossible movies, you know. Yeah. Like now, Christopher McQuarrie is going to direct every one of them. Apparently, it would seem, and uh, he did Edge of Tomorrow, which is all. These are movies that aren't bad. Like I don't want to dismiss his entire later catalog here, unless we're talking about like Night and Day, because that that is that, no good. That, that movie, I, I, what? It's it's a movie star actiony rom com thing. I mean, how was it? How was Edge of Tomorrow? I didn't see that. Edge of Tomorrow is great. I actually think Edge of Tomorrow is a really good movie. Like it, it suffered from being poorly marketed because they kept either changing the name and territories or not settling on a name. Yeah, like what's the name of this movie? We don't know. Just put all these words on a poster. Apparently, I'm Sylvester Stallone. But you, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I just name it everything yeah. that we say. Oh, we're just gonna put Emily Blunt in, and she's hot. Yeah, so, but they, it's a great movie. It's actually like a pretty solid, you know, actiony sci-fi movie. I would urge anybody to watch it. I will say, probably his worst role is 
Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages oh is not God. a <laughs> Rock of Ages oh. is nothing. Like it's it it's happened. completely dismissive. Somebody yeah. paid for it. Of course. It. Yeah, and somebody, somebody paid, paid him it. to be in it. And yeah. that's that's what you do. Sometimes you take a Rock of Ages. We skipped over his best cameo too. Oh, Traffic Thunder. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It was a really fun cameo. Yeah, it is fun. It Uncredited, was. ironically. You would never know it was him until you find out that Not in the film though. Yeah. No, they don't. Oh really? Yeah. There's there is no I don't watch credits. So but, uh, you, you don't recognize him. Like, you have no idea it's him. Yeah, and he's and accepted. Like, oh, he's fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's fun. It was a fun, enjoyable thing But again, thing for him none of this after, I guess we'll say collateral, even though I think it's Magnolia, but none of this after that early O's period is anything worth writing home about, like, as a Tom Cruise role. They're all, they're all Tom Cruise. Most of them are serviceable movies, but Tom Cruise has stopped. He's stopped, he stopped investing himself into trying to make different movies. He's making the same thing. Is he he is now living in real life the plot of Edge of Tomorrow where he keeps waking up and it's the same day again. <laughs> he just keeps making yeah. the same types of films. And that's Jack Reacher. That's fine. Yeah, Jack Reacher, Oblivion. Like they're all they're all kind of part and parcel of the same damn. Got another one coming out. Yeah. Another Jack Reacher. Yep. And uh American Made is gonna be another thriller where he's gonna be blowing some shit up. Yep. Uh we got another Mission Impossible. Like they're they're redoing, they're remaking a mummy, they're re-envisioning the mummy. What? He's gonna be in Not that. Brendan Fraser's Not the Brendan Fraser's the mummy. Like I the original Universal oh, Pictures, yeah, no. oh, the mummy. Okay, right, you know right. where we were discussing this when you were out. Universal Pictures is making uh, the Avengers <laughs> of Universal Monsters. Seriously, they're they're gonna hundred percent at some point. They will have their Every- their vision is to have a big Universal cinematic Monsters universe. Movie. Everybody's yeah, making up. a cinematic universe now. Marvel has ruined film. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. It. And wait, wait I'm sorry. Wait, but anyway, wait. And there's been a Top Gun two announced. That yes, Top Gun two has also been yes. announced. See, this is what I'm saying. Tom Cruise no longer wants to act. The public has spurned Tom Cruise. And at the time, we need him most. We need our movie stars to be actors again. We got what? Tom Hanks? Is he the only damn one left? No. He's too busy playing captains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Literally just captains. Yeah. Well, and doing another uh, another post, one of those post war another Da Vinci yeah. Code movie or post World yeah, no. War movie. We needed those really bad. No, yeah. Tom Hanks has gotten fucking old in the last five years, and now he only does. So old he can only be captains. Yeah, yeah, he can only be captains and a producer and literally everything because yeah. he is. Is there a yeah. World War Which II? is sad because he's really funny. No, I agree. Yeah, just a waste of comedic talent. Which brings it to what I think is the most, uh, I guess, the last part and the most telling part of all of this. I think the public opinion on Tom Cruise has changed entirely because of his his involvement with the Church of Scientology. Absolutely. And absolutely. And that's not necessarily unfair. I know you know it's uh, it's created a lot of scandal in his and other famous people's lives and other regular people's lives who have had to pay money to this institution to see their lives crumble in front of them. But Tom Cruise won't have that happen. He's way too rich and way too big a face. But it definitely tainted the public opinion against him, which is why you can see in the early thousands there, that's when all of this really turns. His Oprah appearance happens in, what, 2004 or 5, I think? like 2004 or 5, yeah. yeah. And that that's a big deal. (laughs) That was when... that I I watched that, like, when it aired. Yeah. um, Because I was apparently watching Oprah at the time. Um, (laughs) Were we all? (laughs) I didn't have cable, so, you know. And I remember thinking to myself the fuck is going on with tom cruise he's acting like an insane person yeah. and it just devolved from there yeah he turned into a, he went on that the today show appearance mm. where he popped off at the mouth about what brooke shields and yeah. her, her postpartum depression uh, uh, uh. the whole weird katie holmes thing happened and you know is ongoing like they're, they're done but now he's been taken to court over abandoning his daughter like, yeah 
It's ugly. Yeah. It's, it's all very ugly. And then you and then you forget that he he had two children with Nicole Kidman, who seemed seemed totally like forgot about picture. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, one of, one of his. I think his that son from that is a um, DJ or something. Or, well, I think she doesn't have to care because she's successful. Yeah. Katie Holmes is only suing because she's not. Oh. I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> yeah, the kid. I think the kids are adopted. I think the Tom Cruise. The Tom, with, yes, his the Nicole original, Kidman's yeah. children. They are adopted, but they yeah. had them since they were babies. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they're yeah. He's their father. I wasn't sure when they were adopted. That's why I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, they were adopted as babies. Oh, okay, all right. At the you know towards the middle of their relationship, but uh, it's it is hard to divorce, and we shouldn't actually have to divorce Tom Cruise, the actor, from Tom Cruise, celebrity being because no, be- those things go those things go hand in hand, whether or not we want to admit that, and that's yeah. that's not something I would urge you not to do because there are a lot of there are a lot of famous people that I hold in very low regard because of them as people or at least the the perception of what they are as people through proven facts not just because of hearsay i i save my reservations for how much i hate you based on what is actually true example so uh like uh, something off the top of my head uh floyd mayweather <laughs> being like the first person well, i think that actors okay i mean cele- in the celebrity sphere oh, okay. of like sylvester things. stallone is one i go to a lot yeah yeah, you don't well, like Sylvester Stallone. Well, no, I like his movies, but he's he's one of those guys who you know the rep on him is that he walks onto a movie and just takes it over completely. But a lot of people do that though. But that's him not, more I mean, so. more character issues. I mean, he writes that's, it. That's not a character issue. What about the taking HGH in his sixties to? That's a that's that's a that's a development method. Yeah, that's that's method acting is what that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's for the it's for the sake of the film. Okay. Sylvester Stallone has to appear a certain way in his head. In our heads, I want Sylvester Stallone to be jacked to the nine. <laughs> Not at 67 years old. At, at 90. I want Sylvester Stallone to be bench-pressing trucks by the time I'm 50. <laughs> by the time you're 50, he'll be, he'll be 90. Yeah, he'll be... Yeah, and I meant 90. that shit. I, I want... I'm holding... Sylvester Stallone, if you ever hear this be podcast... Be a cybernetic organism. Yes, be ready to bench-press some trucks for my 50-year-old entertainment. I want him to sew a sweater. He shows up at your 50th <laughs> so, birthday. Oh, it's crazy. I woke up on you when I sew. So, yeah, that's what I want, you know. But if we're going to kind of the summary of Tom Cruise's career, I think that the reason why he should be considered a great actor, if you if you separate the personal antics, his body work speaks for itself. I really think that I agree. If you think if you think about it, he's a guy who's covered many different genres and is able to. You just don't think of him as the guy in Risky Business. You might think of him as Ethan Hawke. Um, for Mission Impossible. That's all I think of him. Um, yeah, or in my case, I actually think of him as the, the sexist dude in Magnolia. Like, I think, yeah. he, like, or the, you know, happy-go-lucky, I'm going to get a girl pregnant in cocktail. There's there's ways he transforms himself, and a lot of people, unfortunately, put him in his personal life, and they can't separate the two. But I can look at it objectively and go, you know, he, his work stands out, and I think that he's done so much iconic things that the reason why I think he's playing it safe these days is because it's like, okay, what else? What other mountains do I have to climb? I mean, you're right, Dave. At this point right now, with the way Hollywood's going and the machine and the way it is and all these, you know, universes and all that, we need movies to take chances. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going he's going back to that. I don't either. And that that is my my biggest problem with all of this is that I don't think we're asking enough of movie stars to take chances because it, everything's become too safe. It's become too, you know too formulaic and that's that that can be said about any point in history you can find formulas that show up in all major films but 
it's gotten bad. It's gotten the homogenization of the superhero aesthetic has just become something almost unwatchable. And I need, I need Tom Cruise. Help me, Tom Cruise, to come back and <laughs> do something interesting and make 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 us reevaluate what it is to be a successful and be a risk taker. Well, the problem is now too is he's in his mid fifties. He's typecast himself into a point where nobody's going to want to see him. In any he's chosen to do that though. No, which I is know the that, most telling part. I know of because this. the comparison I was going to make was Robert Downey Jr., who did this, who had a less successful version of a similar thing where. <laughs> In his case, his was, instead of being a Scientologist, he became a massive drug addict and had mm. to disappear for a while. But then he comes up, he comes back in at what at the time was viewed as a risky casting of him yeah, and Iron Man. absolutely. And, you know, that's the formula now. Find a guy who's in his late 40s who's a charming recla- and enjoyable. A reclamation project. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, you'll have a successful thing. But now Robert Downey Jr. has cast himself so much as Tony Stark that he's had, what, three or four movies come out that do nothing. They do absolutely nothing. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes did... It did, did not make that much, as much money. Sherlock Holmes is good, though. Yeah. The first one's good. Okay, yeah. but the second one, garbage. No, he had garbage. Due Date come out. He had that uh, lawyer movie I come out. about Due Date. Yeah, no one, everyone forgot about Due Date. Yeah. No one, the I movie never going forget audience. about Due Date. I, I fucking know. love that movie. <laughs> what, what, what is that? I don't even know what that I'm is. I'm sure it might be it is good. It's a yeah. movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis, and you should definitely watch it. And okay. It's funny. It might it's, be it's good. It's good for a laugh. It's great. It's yeah. funny. But I, I never had as well any as, uh, to see what it. Was it. Was it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Was that's that? a before. good movie. That, that is before Iron yeah. Man, though. And that's a good yeah. movie. And that is a great movie. That is, that, that is his movie. comeback film. Can Val yeah. Kilmer yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah, also great in that movie. Yeah, that Kiss Kiss so Bang Bang is his reel for Iron Man. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, and that's... Good movie. Yeah. So, so the question is, does, so Tom Cruise must need to have a big scandal then. Tom Cruise he is a he scandal. is a scandal. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a living scandal. Yeah, but like, that's not enough for what he it's needs. not enough. He needs I agree. To fail hard, hard. No, hard, he does, hard. And, but he won't though because no, what he's, he needs he's to do is he needs chances. to throw Scientology under the bus. That's why I found out too. Win everybody's heart back. That's my favorite parts of Kiss Saints. Bang, bang, bang. To the cops. Oh, exactly. To the cops who have no trouble believing that she broke her neck before you shot her in the head. What? Oh, we gotta go. Oh God. All right. So go ahead. So I guess. I guess at the end here, we, we really need to make a determination. We've, we've talked about Tom Cruise. We've talked about why he is our greatest living actor and a national treasure. Or at least I have. We, well, America's greatest national actor is <laughs> Al Pacino. Anyway, we've, we've talked about Tom Cruise at length. We've discussed his filmography. So I guess we'll vote. Uh, if we're going to start with me, I'm going to say Tom Cruise is, in fact, underrated. An underrated actor. Lacey? Based on this discussion, I am going to change my vote from overrated to fairly rated. Roger? I think he's... If I really think about... You're talking about the way in the public eye he's viewed as... I'm talking about Tom Cruise actor. <laughs> that period. Welcome to the podcast, Roger. <laughs> I, I, no, I meant like how I read versus the rest of the public, the public eye. I think he's... I think he's fairly rated. Okay, Jason. I'm actually st- staying with staying put with my fair rated because I think that you have the capacity to be great at acting. If we're being we're uh, splitting up that term from what he does, and he doesn't choose to do it, so I can't say he's over or underrated anymore. I'd say his body of work on the whole is fairly rated. It made a ton of money. He's gotten a lot of accolades. People who go see his movies now. Just based on the clout that he's built up of his name. But he doesn't act anymore. He just jumps off of buildings and flies on the side of planes, which I'm happy to go to forever. So I, I, I stand pat with fair. Okay. I think those are all valid points. 
um, we feel pretty content then. We've discussed Tom Cruise at length, and final verdict, Tom Cruise is fairly rated. So, that was it. That was episode zero. We hit the end here. Uh, I'm Dave Roldan, speaking for everybody, and uh, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. 